May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing and acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. They always say that you are supposed to preach with the newspaper in one hand and the Bible in the other. Well, if that was the case, then we would be talking about things that are happening based on our first lesson about rulers and authorities and what's happening in Ottawa. But I can't do that. Because as Brian pointed out, I assigned all the preachers something very, very different. So I get to dodge a bullet about talking about the news today. And I will say this, it doesn't matter where you are on the spectrum of things and opinions on COVID and pandemic and truckers and all that goes with it, all parties in all of this situation are dead wrong. And that's all I'll say about that. And you can interpret me however you want in saying that. But I have an assignment. The assignment was to talk about what Jesus' birth means to me. It was meant to be a personal reflection on the birth of Christ and the impact it makes in our lives as individuals and as a church. And now you may be thinking, okay, well, we are two days from February. Christmas is long over. Why are we still talking about the nativity of our Lord? I mean, Christmas started basically in October at some point. Why are we still talking about it now? Well... I know in my neighborhood there are still Christmas decorations up, and even in my own home there are boxes of Christmas decorations that need to be put away. But full disclosure, it's not because of the festivi- this festivity, it's just sheer laziness. But, but, the church's celebration is not determined by our culture's celebration of Christmas because, yes, Advent is a season of preparation and getting ready, And we have the 12 days of Christmas beginning on that feast day of the Nativity of our Lord that extends 12 days, as the song so memorably puts it. The song itself, I think, seems to seem like it's 12 days long, too. I mean, if you sing the whole thing, my goodness. And I have a fondness for the Bob and Doug McKenzie version. I will say that as well. But Christian tradition is actually that the Feast of Nativity actually goes until February 2nd, the Feast of Candlemas, the Feast of the Presentation of Jesus in the Temple, when Mary and Joseph bring him, and he is blessed by Simeon and Anna. So we are still in the thick of things in terms of our celebration of Christmas, in the season of Epiphany, the three kings coming to worship at the feet of this boy, from Nazareth. And even though our culture has moved on to the next thing, I think right now, uh, what's the next thing on the Raiders? Valentine's Day, I think, going by what's in stock at uh, the dollar store. We are still thinking about the impact of Jesus' birth because it is so impactful. It is an historical event of God being born in human flesh in our midst. And so we should be thinking about this in all seasons why Jesus' birth matters in the first place. Now, answering the question of why Jesus' birth matters to me or to you on a personal level probably depends on the age and stage of our life. If I were to ask my children what Jesus' birth means to them, they mean or their answer would be presence, lots of food, the ability to go see family and friends. For those of us who are older, it's probably a little bit more nostalgic 
remembering those Christmases from past times that were particularly um, wonderful because of a good gift, because of something miraculous that happened, because of an especially festive sense of the spirit of Christmas, of remembering those things that we've done with family and friends and celebrate and look back on wistfully as being a wonderful part of our Christmas celebration. Our traditions, the things we do every year and look forward to every year. But what happens when all these things are stripped away? When all these things are gone or removed from us? I have very little memories of Christmas anymore. One of the things of my stroke. I can remember two things about Christmas as a child, that's it. If I look at pictures in the family photo album, I can remember the picture, but I don't remember the event. The memories are stripped away, and Christmas is a season of remembrance and remembering those past Christmases. I remember one Christmas Eve being in a six-foot hole at the side of our house because the water main burst, and me and my dad and my, the uh, older of my younger brothers were tasked with digging out this hole to cap off the water main so that it didn't leak into our basement. What a Christmas. Another one was when I was a bit younger, we would go to, um, there, was a, there was a greenhouse or a nursery in Chatham, and um, they would always have Sinterklaas there. That's the Dutch version of Santa Claus, or the origins of Santa Claus. And I remember going and hearing Sinterklaas and looking at his face and being, this guy sounds and looks quite familiar. And of course, being realized, oh, that's my grandpa. Wow. But everything else has been stripped away. I don't have the memories of Christmas. They're gone. And what about those for us that Christmas, the family, I mean, families fight. Families deal with arguing about religion and politics and vaccinations and mandates and everything that goes with it. And maybe that's just my family, but I suspect that it's all of our families over the past couple years. And even before COVID, families fight. And when they get together, there's always going to be an argument or a debate. What about families that have lost a loved one? The celebration of Christmas is not something that warms them and brings joy to their hearts. It reveals a lack. It reveals a sense of loss. The last couple years, our traditions have been all thrown out of whack, both as a church and in our own families. We haven't been able to gather the way we want to. We haven't been able to do the things we want to. It's all been taken away. So for us to reflect on the meaning of Jesus' birth, when all of these things are stripped away, maybe that's the point of what we've been going through as a society over the past two years, is to reflect on what are we left with when everything else has been taken away. All we are left with is Jesus. Jesus is with us in the boat, as our gospel reading puts it. But wait a minute, you might be thinking, Jesus was sleeping at the boat. He doesn't seem to be really with us in a way that cares for us. Do you not care, Jesus, that we are perishing? Do you not care you have the audacity to sleep in the midst of the storm that we're going through? How can you do that? Do you not care? But Jesus is there and he gets up and he says, peace, peace. He knows the storm is there. 
He knows the anxiety and the fear that take hold are there, and yet it doesn't seem to bother him. And that should be the source of our comfort, is focusing on Jesus and the peace that he brings, not getting distracted by the storms of life outside us and the storms in our own hearts and minds. Because when you strip it all away, it's Jesus with us, with us in the boat, with us in the manger as our food, with us giving his, us his peace. He says, my peace I leave to you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives, but as I give. Asleep in the boat, without a care in the world it seems like, and yet he is there and he sleeps because he cares. Because his gift, uh, he is the gift, his presence is the gift. When everything else is taken away from us and all we are left with is our fear at the waves and the storms, Jesus says, peace. Because when we strip away all these things, he is the thing that ultimately matters and he is what makes these other things matter. Presents matter at Christmas because of the gift of Christ. Family matters at Christmas even with its fighting and disagreements because Jesus himself is born into a family. We call it the holy family, but that doesn't mean it's the perfect family. You can imagine maybe Jesus' family getting together and the relatives of Mary and Joseph kind of being like, oh great, that family's coming. Don't anyone talk about the baby and who his father is. Not allowed. That is a conversation that is off limits. We know that Jesus followed traditions. But he took away all the meaning that had accrued over time and said, you have to see that it's all about me. And he doesn't mean this in some narcissistic, self-focused way. He means it in a way that is meant to be liberating for us. So that we can see him in our lives, in the boat, with us. So what Christmas means to me is simply Jesus. The simplicity of faith. When I went through university, I we became what you could call a cultured despiser of the faith. I didn't believe in all that nostalgia. I was too smart to believe that I had a university education. I could reject the simplistic faith of my family and my grandparents as backwards thinking of a different era. But then when I had everything stripped away from me, I realized that there is only me and Jesus in the boat. And I need him there. But he's in the boat with us because he is God with us and God for us. So amidst the storms and stresses of life and everything that's going on with it, amidst the anticipation that we sometimes build up on things because we're just looking for a sense of release, something to look forward to, let us fix our eyes instead on Jesus, the one who is with us in the boat and says, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. But don't look at the storm, look at me. Because all that other stuff will be distraction, all that other stuff will do nothing other than take away the peace that I can give. So let us keep our eyes fixed on him as he comes to us in a manger, in a simple stable, as he comes to us in the boat of our life. 
and let us receive his peace. Amen.